Welcome to High Mind, the weekly podcast from the Beehive about the latest and greatest in pop culture. I am Meg Walter, and today I am in studio with Eli McCann and Nick Morley. Hello. Hi. Hello to the both of you. Nick, what have you been watching? Okay. Uh, one that I really wanted to talk about you, with you guys today was this week I watched The Trial of the Chicago 7. Okay. The Aaron Sorkin yes. one? I heard it's very or- Aaron Sorkin-y. Very Aaron sorkin Lots of walking, lots of talking. Uh-huh. Uh, but the uh, thing that surprised me the most, Sasha Baron Cohen. Um, <sighs> he plays Abby Hoffman. Oh. Uh, it's really good. Like, I I haven't really seen anything besides Borat that he's done, <laughs> to yeah. be perfectly honest. But I was very impressed. Uh, did with, you watch the new with Borat? his chops? I did not watch the new I, Borat I've, yet. I'm halfway through it. And that's on my. Um, it it's like the first one. Did you ever watch the no. first one? It's funny. I mean, I've, I've obviously I'm watching it because of the Rudy Giuliani of it <laughs> <Yeah>. all, <laughs> who has just become like such a joke of a person that you know. Um, it, I'll I'll return a report when I get through it. Yeah. Anyway, but um, anyway, I I enjoyed it. Um, I I love good writing, and I think, and I love good courtroom scenes, and mm-hmm. it has both of those things. And I don't know a whole lot about that era of history, and um, it was it was cool to have my eyes opened a little bit to that. So I'd recommend it. You guys haven't watched it yet? No. Oh, okay. But what, now I think I will. What is the most Aaron Sorkin movie? Well, movie? I think I think The West Wing is the most Aaron Sorkin okay. thing ever, right? Like. Ye- yeah, if you want like insufferable Aaron Sorkin yeah. Studio Sixty on the Sunset Strip, okay, like that thing crashed and burned because it was like unchecked Aaron Sorkin. Really? Oh yeah, like I want to watch that. Now. So obnoxious. <laughs> you could, you should watch it. And uh-huh. after three episodes, you're gonna say nope. <laughs> Wait, was that the one with Matthew Perry? Yeah, and Amanda. Pete. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It didn't last very and long. And they like they set it up to be this huge yeah. show, and people watched it and were not willing to spend any more time with the people on it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Anything else? Yeah, I do have a couple other things. If that's all right, that's <laughs> okay. Proceed. That's yeah, why we're here. Okay, so it's October. Uh, so I watched Hereditary. <gasps> was it your first time? Yeah, it was my first oh. time. Nick, have you slept? Oh, you know what? I actually slept great. Afterwards, what's wrong? You know, you? you know, the end of it was um, for spoiler for everybody out there that hasn't watched it yet. But um, it was actually kind of like a resolving end. You guys you know? are the same family. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I don't know about that. <laughs> I, don't you? Th- but like, I mean, the demon like finally found like a uh, a place. Do you think the you know? demon was the protagonist? <laughs> <laughs> Nick was rooting for the demon. Well, I don't know. Like, he's like, he just needs a home. (laughs) Eli, is the demon a gay icon? Of of course. Okay. Every horror film has one gay icon on it. It's the demon. Always the demon or the ghost. What's his name? Prince. Uh, King Payman. (laughs) Payman. Our queen. (laughs) Oh, that's right. That was that was a little odd. We stand. We stand. (laughs) Our queen. Queer, queer icon, oh, King Payman. Oh, that's great. Uh, but uh, I don't know why Tony Collette didn't get nominated. Um, She's so good at for it. that role. I, her face is like really good for horror. Oh, like, yeah. like she like looks really distressed. Like her distressed face mm-hmm. is like, and watching her bang her head against the attic, like that's gonna be forever in my brain. Ooh, and cutting uh, her head just off. like a gif that's just like going constantly. The piano oh yeah, that was gnarly. Awful. Yeah, Ooh. that was. That's not a film I'll ever watch again. No. I'll never watch that again. No. Really? Mm-mm. Oh, I think I it's might do it again. It's very good. Yeah. But yeah, it at the, was at too the end of it, at the end, and I think that at the end of it, that's why I slept so well. I was like, I was like, that was like a really well made movie. Mm-hmm. Like, 
Um, Did you watch Midsommar? Yeah. Okay. And I I think I liked Hereditary a little bit better um, than Midsommar. Midsommar was like just a little bit like more. I thought it was gorier than than Hereditary was, but I did you not think so? Oh, yeah. Midsommar is gorier for sure. I think Hereditary is a lot scarier, but my fear center is like possession. Yeah. Yeah. That's Midsommar's just like, well, these people are nuts. Yeah. That, <laughs> Midsommar was more unsettling to me. Yeah. Like, that one stuck with me for several days, where um, Hereditary, it was I was mostly just freaked out while watching it. Uh, yeah, I was the opposite. Okay. Midsommar, hmm. I was like, well, that was fun. Let's go you to thought, bed. You thought it was a comedy. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> no, there think were, it was, was like, a it's comedy. It's so funny. I was like, I oh, think the end is meant to be cheeky. I think yeah, the end is I, I meant agree. to have a note of humor. I agree. All right. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and then the last thing that um, that I watched yesterday um, was Hulu came out with a documentary about COVID-19 called Totally Under Control. Oh. Uh, so they it, – it's obviously made kind of in a rush, but, like, I thought it was actually – um, pretty well done. Um, they interview a lot of people that were like part of the CDC, part of the people that were kind of talking about it at first, and they show like a lot of like email threads and things like that about like things that we should be doing that we weren't doing mm-hmm. um, to keep everything contained. Um, did it have a little propaganda around it? Yeah, like but most most documentaries did. But um, I thought like it was pretty eye opening to like what we should be doing in the future when this happens again. Uh, so. Hopefully we learn from it. We I probably was, won't. I was but. talking to a friend just yesterday. Uh, we were wondering how soon can a sad COVID movie be made? You know, because there, you know, there's yeah. going to be. A oh, there ton. will be. Yeah. And um, we were talking about with 9-11. What was the United World Trade Center? United. Uh, what was oh, 93. Flight 93. Flight 93. They made a couple of them. There was well, that Nicolas Cage one that was just called World Trade Center, too. Oh, it was well, they made, they made they made one <laughs> United. It was called. United something I, I can't remember, um, and it was probably six or seven years after. And it's a very good movie, by the way. But I feel like nobody watched it because it was too soon, and mm-hmm. people were just like, not didn't want to deal sure. with it. It's about the the plane that um, the they take over and goes. Down oh in yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And it's really really good. Sure. If you're if you're you know interested, I would definitely recommend it. But. Um, I think, like, yeah, if if they rush to make, like, a sad COVID movie too fast, I don't think people are going to want it. I think sure. people are COVIDed out already. Yeah. Yes. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. But you you know that there's people are, like, already, the wheels are turning. People are I'm already. I'm convinced there is already in production an HBO miniseries about the Trump administration. They've been, like, yeah. filming as they go. I, yeah. I believe and it. And they're going to release it. 2021 mm-hmm. sometime. And I don't know if I'm going to have the stomach for it that I, soon. Yeah, it's, it's, I need some... I need a few years. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. that's it for me. And by the way, I'm still upset that we have yet to see a great documentary about the college email scandal. Oh, oh. Is there one you coming out? You need to out? listen to Who Weekly. There is one coming out. It's yes. going to be on Lifetime. I, I don't care what network it's on. I am going to watch it. <laughs> Is it? Does it sound terrible? It's going to be on Lifetime. Lifetime. <laughs> yes. I. But you're going to watch it, right? Actually, it might be a dramatization. I don't oh, know if it's a I documentary. Don't, uh, I don't want a dramatization. I want a documentary. I want like a fire festival I'm, I'm HBO documentary. Sure, there's one coming. There has to be. Like this is I such good fodder. I watched a documentary about 
Helvetica font. Like, if they're going to make a documentary <laughs> about that, they're going to make a documentary about Wait, wait, about there's the a font. documentary about Helvetica font? Yeah. Oh, uh, What's the... Yes, please. What's you its know, angle? No. <laughs> well, remember, like, mid... Early, like, 2005, (laughs) like, every design person was like, Helvetica's the only font that matters. Uh And they did, like, a It was a full-length documentary. Time to do Roman can suck it. Yeah. Sans serif or die. Did you see see that SNL sketch about Avatar? Papyrus. Papyrus. It's, uh, what's his name? It's Ryan Gosling. Ryan, Ryan Gosling. And he's like, the whole sketch is he is so upset that they used papyrus font for the Avatar <laughs> I mean, title. Yeah. <laughs> and the papyrus inventor is just in the window, just like yeah. staring at him. Just like, he's there's just driving a, him crazy. There's a McSweeney's article called I'm Comic Sans, bitch. And it's like Comic Sans <laughs> saying like, I know you all hate me. I don't care. I'm going to go hang with papyrus. <laughs> it's really great. Anyway. Uh, Nick, yeah, that's it, right? That's it for okay. me. Yep. Eli, what have you been watching? Uh, other than halfway through Borat, uh, I am rewatching Downton Abbey for the first time. Oh, no mm. way. And guys, it's a good rewatch. Okay. So I've never, I watched it, you know, when it aired. This is the first time I've ever like gone back to rewatch it. And I had forgotten so much because it's been like the first season was well over a decade ago. Right. Now. Yeah. And, um, it's it's a good COVID movie. Like it's very comforting. It's you know it's British. Yeah. And it, 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 the stakes are never really all that high. But um, the one like funniest thing about it is the American accents are terrible, and you don't hear them very often in the show. But like once a season, some character will pop up that's like supposed to be American, and they have to tell you that they're American because the accent is so bad that I wouldn't have guessed that they're supposed to be American. It's very funny. So if you go back. And rewatch Downton Abbey. Check that out. The right. mother's American, though, right? She's, she's an American actress. She's an American actress. Um, I don't think she's particularly good. I never thought she. I thought she was kind of one of the weaker parts of the show. Um, but no, yeah, they'll they'll just have like somebody's come from America, and then like the person shows up, and they're like, "Hello, I'm going to do the dance with Downton Abbey." Yippee ki yay! It's like yeah, and there's a lot of like forced slang that's like nobody really ever said that but i imagine you thought we did but stick a feather in your cap like really hard r sounds at the really hard really hard r sounds like we're really driving home but it it did it has made me think because we don't we're not faced with fake american accents from british films yeah that's what i was gonna ask they get the other way around right because we point out like oh man that british accent sucks but like i'm sure like they probably hear like oh that american accent is garbage and like i don't i don't hear people Uh doing an american accent very much but yeah i guess when you hear it it's horrible well and they're they're exposed to so much content where americans are playing like british actors and whatever else and so I, I just have to imagine that they're just like cringing all the time just like this is so bad yeah but i can't I don't know it well enough that, mm-hmm. like, when Johnny Depp does a British accent, I'm like, sure, this is authentic. I don't, you know. Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, we were talking last night about that phase Madonna had where she was married to Guy Ritchie and yeah. she thought she was British for yeah. a while. Yeah. She's from Detroit. Yeah. Well, and Lindsay Lohan had that. <laughs> well, was hers it was Eastern like, oh, that's right. Yeah, it was like Slovakian almost. So, that was really odd. It was a lot. Uh, anything else from you? No. What are you watching, Meg? So, uh, Ted Lasso is mm. an Apple oh. TV. It is a very gentle show. Yes. Uh, it's very enjoyable to watch. There's never so much conflict that you're 
stressed. Mm-hmm. It's a good, I'm playing a game on my phone. Yeah. Going to turn on something delightful, Ted Lasso. Jason Sudeikis, a whole bunch of British people who are really great. Yeah. It's really fun to watch them. The premise is a little ridiculous. This woman wants to tank her husband's football team, football being soccer. Football. So she hires an American football coach. That, I mean, that would never happen. No. Makes a good show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rebecca is on Netflix. It is the Lily James Army Hammer remake. Oh, that's like the first ad that comes up when I pull up Netflix. Okay. Okay. Critics don't like this movie. I am baffled by that. It was very good. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I think they're comparing it to the original, which is a Hitchcock would you know you got to be a brave filmmaker to remake a Hitchcock? Yeah, okay. I really, really enjoyed it. Hmm. Really beautiful to watch. The scenery is amazing. Sets are amazing. Costumes. I would maybe murder a stranger for Lily James' wardrobe in this. Hmm. Impeccable. I don't get the criticism. Okay, and, um, and where do you watch it? Netflix. Okay, I'm gonna check it out. And obviously, it was one of those supposed to be out in theaters, but. Everything's mm-hmm. terrible, so right. it's on Netflix right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then The Witches, which is why we're here <laughs> yeah. today. Happy Halloween. This Happy is our final Halloween. Halloween episode. We've been saving this, uh, not just because HBO Max just released it this week, but because we thought it would be a fun Halloween episode. My story begins when I was a young boy. You'll be comfy here in your mama's old room. I'd do anything for her to be here right now. Grandma was a tough lady with a big heart. And little by little, she brought me out of my sadness. Now, if you feel that you can't go on, darling. I didn't know it. But there was a dark shadow looming nearby. Witches. They're real, and they hate children. Welcome. What would you do if there were mice running all around in this hotel? I would call the exterminator. You see, girls? He would exterminate those brats. Uh, rats. We would exterminate the rats. Then here, that means a test is coming. Ladies, I have a plan. Andro, the transform a child into a mouse. Whoa! Why are we mouses? Mice. Whatever. You boy? We'll never let you get away with your filthy evil plot. Who's gonna stop me? Doesn't matter who you are or what you look like, as long as somebody loves you. You wouldn't happen to be carrying around a mouse on your person, now would you? A mouse? Mm-hmm. Why on earth would I be carrying around a mouse?
Had you either of you seen the original? Oh, yes, funny. I have. Okay, I never saw it. <gasps> I watched it in school. <laughs> sure, you did. Yeah. <laughs> Science class? Uh, I think it was art, actually. Sure, <laughs> it's artistic. You know what? This the the original witches with Angelica Houston is such a huge part of my childhood. Like we had, you know, the the library of VHS tapes at the McCown home, but there were like the four like Mount Rushmore VHS yep. tapes. They got the most play. It was obviously Sister Act two. Obviously, Father of the Bride one, Father of the Bride two, yeah, and the witches. Which Father of the Bride do you prefer? As a child, I preferred the second one, but it's been so long that I don't know anymore. Okay, all right. Apparently, think... they did like a little uh, I know, I reunion. It. You can watch it on YouTube. But it's just like a COVID benefit thing. I'm like, meh. Yeah, okay. So that's yeah. fine. Um, anyway, the witches, huge part of my childhood. It was like the right amount of creepiness and whimsy. And, you know, I, so I really loved it. And I was very nervous about there being a remake. Okay. Uh, we'll get to how you feel about mm-hmm. that now. Did you read the book? Yes. You've read the book, Nick, have you? Mm-hmm. It's the one rolled doll I've never read. Really? Wow. Yeah. You know, as as I was watching the movie, uh, I kept on thinking about Roald Dahl books and, like, how easy it must have been for screenwriters to, like, write a script. Because Roald Dahl's books, like, even as a kid, like, I could envision everything yeah. in my head. Like, everything he writes is so descriptive right. and, like, so much detail that goes into it. And, like, that's why I thought, like, I I really liked this. this I kind of disagree. Oh. I feel like Roald Dahl has such a sense of it's almost a dry humor in his books and his details are so fun. I feel like it's hard to capture on screen. I feel like there's a humor to it that's really hard to put in a movie, and I still think the movie that's done it the best is the Gene Wilder, Willy Wonka. Oh, Willy Wonka. Oh, okay. I think that most other Roald Dahl adaptations fall flat. Matilda? Matilda's good. Yeah. I think Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman Elevate it really make it good yeah. and really capture the Roald Dahl of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. The rest of it, Well, though? Miss Honey, the villain of the film. Right. Not great. Tanks a lot of the film. Tanks yeah. a lot of James it. and the Giant Peach, they went for it a little bit too, too hard. Too, yeah. Well, because they, they discovered CGI for the first yeah. time, and they're like, let's go all out. Right. And I, so one of my big criticisms of the remake of Witches is I don't think Roald Dahl should be tainted by CGI. I think, I don't think, I think his stories are like this weird kind of timelessness yeah. And I think that's why Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, the original one, worked so well is because they didn't have like this computer generated sure. crap to deal with. Mm-hmm. And so they're just like, how do we make this set as like whimsical as possible? I think that's why a lot of Matilda works really well. That school set is so fa- fantastic. Yeah. And the original Witches, I think, works a lot better than the remake for that same reason. Interesting. Because be- they didn't have... See, I've never seen it. So they don't have, like, the nostrils It's all about and the costume. Face. Yeah. And, well, so in the original, the, I, I think that the big scene of these movies is the when the witches congregate for their big meeting. The reveal the, of the what reveal they actually look like. What, yeah. yeah. And um, I went back after watching the remake last night because I wanted to see the original one so bad, and I went and rewatched that scene. And the, the original is so much better. They she 
first of all, the the Grand High Witch, Angelica Houston, who is just like phenomenal in yeah. that movie. Um, she actually pulls off her face and reveals that she is like this horrifying witch. And it is it like honestly, as an adult, like I watched it last night, I was like, oh, this is really creepy. And with Anne Hathaway, they just like had this weird like CGI'd her face a little bit so that her her mouth opened up a little wider and then she was just flying around the room and it was just like, why are we doing this? Like it was so much more effective just to have this like scary, scary presence at the front of the room, pull off a mask and reveal that she is like this horrifying monster. Yeah. And and everyone in the room um, in the original witches is so scared of her. And it like you feel the fear of that room while the kid is hiding under the stage. And I felt like in the remake, so much of that was just lost. Hmm. It was just like, okay, let's like make this kind of a big party. And and so I, I was disappointed in like some of those aspects of the remake. Okay. But Nick, you liked it. I actually, yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, you have to think about like, why, why are you watching this movie? Like, it's like if you're, if you're watching it for the purpose of like, Hey, like this is like something from my childhood that I want to relive, and like this Anne Hathaway's taking a stab at it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, Angelica Houston is a high bar, yeah, um, and yeah. uh, Anne Hathaway, like, I think she's at a point in her career that she's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take some risks, Try and out. I think that this was something that she was trying out, and like, I, I don't think shit was bad. I, I think no. it was like she took her best stab at it, but like, I. I like res- respected the effort yeah. and like I yeah I liked sorry to cut you off no, but go for I it. thought Anne Hathaway was great in this I think Anne Hathaway is best when they're like all right go off girl like yeah. I think that her in Ocean's 8 she was or yeah Ocean's 8 she was the best part of Ocean's 8 she was cuz she could really hammer yeah. it and she was really good in this because she's just really good at hamming up a role and this is a campy role mm-hmm. We yeah. weren't supposed to believe that was like an accent from a real place. It's just supposed no. to be like a yeah, goofy... it's like somewhere in Eastern Europe. Like, um, yeah, yeah. It was almost like a vampire. Like yeah. she was trying to put on. But I, I only had I had one criticism of Anne Hathaway herself, and I, I thought her accent was too strong, and I couldn't understand a lot of what she was saying. Oh, really? It was a little too much for me. But um, no, she was good. I just wish that they had allowed like makeup and costume to do more work and less cgi i oh, think yeah. the cgi d- distracted from like the performance she was giving which is weird because it's robert zemeckis who did back to the future mm-hmm. and back to the future had so many cool moving parts that weren't cgi yeah. and were actually executed and he's good at that mm-hmm. and it would have been fun if he had brought that energy to this because i do feel like we all have cgi fatigue mm-hmm. and the cgi also made this movie kind of I couldn't figure out who it was for because mm-hmm. it's about three degrees too scary to show to my eight-year-old. The things I did to her face, yeah. I wouldn't show my kids that because I think uh... it's too scary. Adults don't want a movie about talking mice. No. You know, yeah. so who Who's is this for? for? Right. Uh, I th- can't quite place I, you it. You know, I, I, while I was watching last night, so I, I give this movie a solid C. Like okay. It's like right down the middle for me. Um, there were some things that I thought worked extremely well, and we'll get into those, and some things that I thought were flops, like the CGI. Yeah. But while I was watching it last night, I was like, this is like a pretty, it's not a great movie. I'm probably never going to watch this again. But I thought, if I had a 10-year-old, I would watch this with my 10-year-old. Yeah. I think my kids are just barely too young. too young. Yeah. You know, and maybe in a couple of years, they'd be into it. 
I liked today. <laughs> well, let's talk about it. What parts did you like? What parts I think, fell flat for I you? I think the thing that worked the best was Octavia Spencer. She I was thought great. She, she's so charismatic. And this is somebody I never would have pictured for the grandma role. You know, in the original, it's this like old Irish woman, you know, and she's very yeah. kind of school marmy in a little in a in a way, and she's really good. And I would have never thought of like somebody like Octavia Spencer who has that like type of charisma for this. But the moment she came out of the screen, I was like, oh, this is perfect. Mm -hmm. And she is per like you. The moment Octavia Spencer shows up to take the kid. You were like all in on Octavia Spencer. Like, okay, grandma's grandma's got it, you know. So I, I think that worked extremely well. What did you guys think of her? I thought she was great. Yeah, she doesn't miss. Like I yeah. I I can't really think of many roles with Octavia Spencer that I'm like, oh man, I wish they would have found somebody to replace Octavia Spencer. Like, <laughs> did you I, see did you see Mom? No, yes, I did. Did you was it good? No. Oh shit. I mean it's it's fine. Like it's just mm. like we we watched it one night because there was like nothing else like that we could think of. It like, let's try the, we saw a trailer for it and we're like, oh, this looks kinda crazy. And like normally she plays like the mm-hmm, like type of like yeah. I'm gonna make yeah. you some some pie and like we're gonna have a great time. And tell and, you a lot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. But like she then like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I respected the the try to do something a yeah. little bit different. But like she found her niche and like yeah. she's the best at it. And like, why would you put anyone else in different? And I totally agree when like that was like the I, the other thing that I like too. I loved the setup. Like with the, mm. the kid and his parents dying, like I I love the way that they started yes. off the movie like that. Is yes. that not in the original? So that I was literally my next thing that I was gonna say is the other thing that they did well is they cut out a big chunk of the beginning of the the original film shows the kid with his parents a lot and it's not real it's not relevant it's not. at yeah. all. And so and then they die and then grandma's like she has him after that. And so when it started with the parents just being dead and grandma coming to the hospital to get him, I was like, oh, great. Like, we didn't need all that in the first place. Yep. So, yeah. What do you think of Chris Rock as the narrator? I didn't need him. I didn't need a narrator at all. Yeah, I didn't understand that. Like, I, when his voice came on, I was like, oh, that's, that's yeah. Chris Rock. Like, that's... A little interesting. What, like, it, it, what was the point yeah, of the I don't narrator? Know. It was really weird. Did yeah. they just want to find something well, I think for Chris Rock The whole to concept do? was, like, he was selling the slideshow to... Like the kids, so like, but like, I don't know why he couldn't just like done that at the end. Like, I don't know why it was like so, this big build oh, up. Oh, I didn't that. even put that together at the end. The, that was the slideshow from the beginning. It was kind of lazy. So the the original movie they used the grandma as sort of a narrator, although okay. she's not voiceovering. But it, the movie starts with the grandma telling him bedtime stories, and she's like, "Witches can smell children," and she's she's the one giving him all the facts. So they used Chris Rock for that purpose mm -hmm. in this movie, and I just thought it was. Totally unnecessary. I mean, it's it was, a name to attach yeah, to the was, movie. Yeah. When, so. when the movie starts, everyone's going to be like, oh, they got Chris Rock for this. Yeah. And like his voice is super recognizable. So for that purpose, it was like, let's put some big names on this. And did, would, it have been in, would it have been in theaters? Yes. I, I think so. Yeah. It would have been, huh? Yeah. yeah. So I was thinking about that, too, the whole time. I was like, all right, so this is like straight to streaming. And like mm -hmm. we have like some, there's Stanley Tucci's in it, Big Anne Hathaway's names. in it, like, Octavia Spencer. Yeah, Octavia Spencer. Yeah. So I'm like, man, this this definitely would have been in theaters. And like that was the first thing I thought when Chris Rock came on. I was like, okay, they spent some money on this. Yeah, and like let's, yeah, let's but, hope people but watch nar it. Yeah. Narratively, it made no sense to have no. Chris Rock in there. So it was just weird to me. Yeah, that's weird. I really like Stanley Tucci, but I always yeah. really like Stanley yeah, right? Tucci. Yeah. I had forgotten, you know who plays the Stanley Tucci hotel manager part in the original? Do you remember, Nick? I don't, know. It's Rowan Atkinson. 
Oh, no way. Mr. Oh, Bean. I wish they would have brought him back. And he was actually really good. Because I, I rewatched, you know, a bunch of it last night. And I was like, Ron Atkinson's great in this. And Stanley Tucci, I put him in everything. I love him so much. But he was kind of a non-part in this. Oh, yeah. I wanted a lot yeah. more. Yeah. Stanley I could have used Tucci. more Stanley Tucci. But he didn't yeah. really do much. And in the original, Rowan Atkinson is like, a, he's like on to the kids the whole time. And he's like chasing that. And it's like, he's a very like active part of propelling the plot forward. And so I don't know why they didn't use Stanley Tucci more. Yeah, that's a missed opportunity. I wonder if he had cut scenes. Maybe. The highlight of this movie for me was the Ratatouille scene where he's getting the potion into the pea soup. The dialogue that's going on in Mm. the kitchen is Is, really funny. It's good, yeah. Pay attention if you decide to watch it because it is so great. Yeah, yeah. Um, I couldn't remember... And you've never read the book. I haven't. I can't remember if in the book if he turns back into a human at the end. Okay, that was a very Roald Dahl thing to not. Like, that was because I think Roald Dahl's kind of a nihilist. Yeah. And, like, and, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, Augustus Gloop ate a bunch of chocolate. He might live. He might not. You yeah. know, like, yeah. kids, he doesn't baby kids the way a lot but, of right. children authors do. It's kind of like you think about, like, like, things that are written today for kids and you're like, oh, that's... Roll those dark. Kind of dark, dark, man. So, <laughs> so the the original movie, he does turn back into a human, and in the remake, he doesn't. And so it's it makes me think probably in the book he doesn't, and that's that was like a you know correction or more true. That to it. feels more accurate to me yeah. than the reverse. Uh, interesting. So, I I like I thought it was like oh. Good. We're doing this, yeah. okay? Grandma's this is, just got mice now. And Octavia Spencer's whole thing is like, we all die sometime. Yeah. What was really dark was the end when he said, so how long do mice live? Oh, she's yeah. Like, three years. I was like, what? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> whoa. Oh, no. And then he says, we can die together. And I was... Yeah. I mean, again, who is this movie for? Right. I don't want my eight-year-old to suddenly be, like, contemplating death, yeah. you know? And what's interesting is that he never even, like, entertained the idea of, like, let's keep trying to turn me back into a <laughs> yeah. into a human. It's like, hey, this I'm riding a roller coaster. This mice life is, like, the right. life for right. me. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. 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 Again, a very Roald doll approach to this story. I don't know that it matched the tone of the rest of the movie. I feel like the rest of this movie was a pretty straightforward movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was a little bit of a different vibe at the end. I thought the witches looked great. Their costuming and stuff. Yeah. I think that they were a lot of fun. That first witch you encounter in the grocery store, they're all just really hamming it up mm-hmm. and seem to be really enjoying yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I wish there had been less CGI. Mm-hmm. I think it would have made for a stronger film. Mm-hmm. I thought the location was great. I thought the hotel was really fun. The hotel was very good. Yeah. Very good set. Yeah. Very uh, New Orleans. Yeah. And, um, and it, it was fun to see uh, a depiction of this story in the United States. Because yeah. the, the the old one is like in England somewhere. Um, and Angelica Houston is the... Yeah, Angelica okay. Houston is the Grand High Witch, and she's just not British in it. She's she has like an Eastern European accent. Oh, oh, okay. So, so it's like right. Anne Hathaway in this. Yeah, and she's she is. I mean, Meg, you got to just go like watch some clips of it. Yeah, I it's know. it's like Angelica Houston like at her best. She okay. is so iconic. You can't. She's one of those roles like The Devil Wears Prada, where like you have somebody you just can't take your eyes off of. And so yeah, it's it's worth a watch. 
Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I think I give this a B minus. Yeah. Okay. It was fun. Right. I'll never revisit no. it. No. But it was I entertained on yeah. a Friday night. Yes. I I don't I I don't know if I would have felt good about paying for a movie ticket. Yeah. To go see it. Yeah. Like I'm I'm glad I watched it streaming. Like yeah. I don't think it was worth like sitting in a movie theater and like taking that in. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. But yeah, like for like it's a weekend. It's COVID. Watch it. Like it's yeah, it's a good option. And if, again, I would have probably taken my eight year old to this movie and regretted it. She would have freaked out. I think then, so. Uh, I think that I think some there are some images in this movie that are too scary because mm-hmm. they do that thing with her mouth where it goes up to her ears and they make her teeth pointy and it's just it's too unnatural. Well, and she like disintegrates that other witch <laughs> yeah. too. Like that was yeah. like yeah. kind of gnarly for like a a little kid to see. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know where the age range is for this. Yeah, yeah but but if if you're a fan of the story if you've read the book or seen the original movie i would definitely recommend that you watch this i think yeah. it's it, i was very entertained just by seeing a recreation of something i was familiar with i think that octavia spencer and anne hathaway are really great mm-hmm. and it's worth seeing them the middle it was just a little too plotty um Especially for a movie that ends with them just staying mice. There were a lot of things mm-hmm. we didn't need and felt kind of sloggy. Yeah. But it's a fun one. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Thanks Halloween. so much for listening with us. Um, we next week are going to do the David Copperfield movie. <gasps> okay. I forgot to tell you. That's Thanks what we're doing next week. <laughs> I shall watch. Uh, remember to leave us a good rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much for your support, and we'll be back next week. 